Love burgers and pizza Wanna see me eat some Can't get enough of that meat yum Chili cheese fries and some Mr. Pib I need tacos with a nasty dip Pico de gallo, mayo or dryo Hot sauce or barbecue straight from Ohio Homemade coleslaw, fuck Boston Market Junkie blue cheese range and some five star bread Only one time was in Peter Hello and welcome to Bring a Plate My name is Peter Taggart And I'm Rebecca Shaw Beck. Hello. Hey. How are you going? It's just the two of us this week. Just the two Two of us. You and Make love in the sun. Sorry, what? No, what song's that? Um, That's Lionel Richie. I was going Will Smith. Oh. From the first time the doctor placed you in my arms, I knew I'd be dead for I let you be harmed. Although (sighs) questions arose in my... Etc. I know all the words. I knew you could rap. I would have asked you to do this (laughs) so long ago. (laughs) Yeah, so it's been a while since it's just been the two of us. Do you think mm. it's like, do you feel more comfortable when there's a third person here? Because is it like um, we're in prison and like you have to visit you, your child and I'm here and there's like it needs to be a third person here to oh, be no. like looking on and making sure no funny business. It's like I'm being interviewed but I have to have yeah. a guardian or yes. lawyer. Yeah. Someone no. to supervise. I feel more comfortable with a third person here. Do you? Yeah. Like a witness. <laughs> Well, you don't have any more friends, so you've run out That's of right. people to appear. Well, one was your friend. <laughs> That's true. You had to bring him up from <laughs> Melbourne. And they're the final two. We still need to get a celebrity guest on this podcast. Mm, aren't I enough? <laughs> Please explain how you're a celebrity. <laughs> I cannot do that. Um, but we might see a celebrity today. Who? Oh, that's right. <laughs> We discussed this. You know where we are. So, <laughs> um, so we are camped outside the McEwa in Brisbane mm-hmm. because I have it on very good information that the McEwa is where One Direction are staying while they're in Brisbane, where Big One D fans. OMG! Oh my god! <laughs> Who's your favourite member? Um. I, that one, hmm? the Beyonce. <laughs> Who's he? The, the Harry. Be- the Beyonce. Oh, the Harry. Harry's the Beyonce. I love Glenn. Glenn. You know Glenn? Yeah, no. Glenn. Oh, he's great. He's and a little bit it... older than the rest of the boys. <laughs> he's in his 40s. Um, is one of them, is it Neil or Niall? Or Neil? Niall, yeah, yeah. Niall. Like um, off the nanny, kind of. He is like off the nanny. Niles. He's like Niall off the nanny. He does fetch them <laughs> drinks and make them food. He's the ugly one. He has to do something. He is the ugly I one. I don't know who the ugly... I've never... I don't know what they His look like. His face looks like a potato. Oh, He's he Irish. He looks like Channing Tatum. I can say that because I'm like part Irish. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm part Irish. But he, he does look like a potato, but he looks like a good potato, like a like a Sebago. Oh, an expensive one. Like an expensive one. Yeah. yeah. Kipfla. A Kipfla. Yeah. He looks like... Niall's the Kipfla of One Direction and <laughs> Harry's the Beyonce. <laughs> so flattering. <laughs> Well, future guest, hopefully, Brody Lancaster. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's very obsessed. And she told me that she knew that one of them went... I love with, her obsession with Yeah, them. it's adorable. One um, one of them went to McDonald's with his sister, and she knew that somehow. Okay. I want to be Reports. one of their sisters. Because then you don't they have to just go Yeah, you don't have to do, do any work. Nothing. People scream, and you can pretend it's for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the saddest shit I've ever heard. That's what I do. I just I go to a concert and I just turn around and face away from the stage. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you. 
Thanks. Oh my God. They're like pink. And I'm like, yes. What an insight into your life that I didn't expect to receive today. <laughs> well, uh, that's fine. That's very normal. Mm. And um, do you think – so we're in a, like a little like a little pop-up tent. Yeah. Literally pops up. It's, you can't hear all the screaming mm. through you the You can't. Tent we're in the car park. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to come through here any moment. It's only mm. matter they have to leave soon for their concerts at Boondall. Yeah. That's like four hours away. I know it is. All international acts love playing Boondall. You to see all the lovely sights of the north side. There's so many mosquitoes. There is. I remember getting a, a Brisbane City Council bus out to Boondall when I saw Bruce Springsteen. I think I witnessed about five domestic assaults from the bus <laughs> on the way. Because you have to, especially if you get the train, you then have to walk like oh, a kilometre. We used to go there for um, uh, a little thing called Rockers <laughs> Once again, I've told you, if you're not performing in Rocker Steadford, you ain't in Rocker Steadford, mate. I was in it. I had the shirt that said backstage. Okay. (laughs) Oh, Um, dear. Do you reckon One Direction Dad's here somewhere? I haven't seen him. Mm, I don't know what he looks like. The thing Uh, about One Direction Dad is... You should explain who he is for new listeners. I'm not going to because (laughs) I am terrified he'll listen to this. And if he is listening to this, hello... (laughs) We love you. <laughs> and One Direction. And we One Direction. He, he probably will be here. Have you seen he any updates from him? I've I don't follow him. him, but I happen to know that he follows me. Yeah? Yeah, we're off to a flying start, Beck. Yeah. Um, I had a lot to drink last night. Did you? How are yeah. you feeling? I'm a bit flat. A bit flat. And I've had a big day today. And what I'm have you done? Nothing. Soccer going to the soccer. Going to soccer. Thoka. Thoka. <laughs> kind of Thoka. Um, and I invited you to go, but you're too manly. You never fucking... Yes, invi- I did. you, I didn't feel that invite was genuine. It was. Um, I'm doing something very masculine tonight anyway. Yeah, what's that? Going to um, musical theatre with my friend. <laughs> Beck, I'm very angry hmm. because it's almost Halloween. Yep. Spooky. Ghosts. Um. Yes. Halloween. It's Halloween. It's almost Halloween. Thirty first of October. And the thing that's shitting me is that we don't really celebrate Halloween in Australia. And why the fuck don't we? And you know, I'm I'm just preparing myself because every year on Facebook and on all these fucking tweets and shit. Everyone's like, oh, we can't celebrate Halloween because it's so Americanized. Like, everything's so Americanized. Like, yeah. you know? Like, why do we... Why does everything have to be American? And then like, they stop at McDonald's on their way home. Yeah, and watch. I know. We're more than happy to fucking put on a costume that's, you know, like an Australian flag cape and go around Bondi terrorising Asians, but we can't put on a fucking cape and be Batman for one day of the year. It's garbage. It is garbage. I like how passionate you are about this. I am very passionate because I love putting on a costume. Do you? No. Um, Last year, I specifically bought some lollies and some chocolate in case kids came knocking. And... Lo and behold, you had to eat it all yes. yourself. How disappointed were you? It was you? Dis- very disappointing. <laughs> you sat there eating a kilo of chocolate and you were like, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> that is the one holiday that is super fun It is super in America. Fun. And it's the only one that we won't take. And it's not like it's 
America made it up. America's yes. popularized it through like movies yeah. and TV and music, but America didn't invent Halloween. Yeah. It's not like Australia's suddenly going to be celebrating Thanksgiving no. or the Fourth of July, something because that has no nothing, relevance to yeah, us. Yeah, there's no historical. Absolutely, it wasn't like one day a group of ghosts, pilgrim ghosts, invaded. Yeah. The town, okay. like fried rice. God, this is, feels like a history lesson. <laughs> um, what I'm saying to listeners is put on a fucking costume. Something don't walk so around your street. Put on that Northampton clown costume and stand outside people's houses, <laughs> look into their windows. Don't worry about it if it's Halloween night or not. No, Just go out do any and do it. No, do it on your Halloween. And if the police question you, that's what you say. Bring a plate told me it's my Halloween tonight. <laughs> I will be your alibi. Yes. Beck. Yes. You know what it's time for. 1D, you know what it's time for. It's time for News Minute. (laughs) This is News Minute and I'm Rebecca Shaw. The Newman government has brought in stringent new punishments to try and shut down criminal bikies and gangs. They've stated that the laws are in place to try and stop drug trafficking and problems concerning fights between the gangs. No word yet on new laws to solve the problem of Maria. Astronomers say a giant asteroid will make a close call with Earth next week. The asteroid is expected to come within 6.7 million kilometres of Earth, which might seem like far away, but it's still closer than I'm illegally allowed to get to actress Sarah Paulson. Pakistani education campaigner Malala Yousafzai met Prince Philip at a Buckingham Palace reception this week. Malala, who was shot in the head by the Taliban last year, credibly described the meeting as definitely only the second worst thing to have ever happened to her. A cat has been caught smuggling marijuana into a prison in Moldova. Guards became suspicious when they noticed the cat wearing an odd collar and routinely entering and leaving the prison through a hole in the fence. Apparently the cat evaded the guards for so long because they had been told to keep an eye out for drug mules, not cats. Thanks. Now to Peter for sport. Well, Australian basketballer Andrew Bogut is set to sign a $19 million deal with San Francisco's Golden State Warriors, a reckless gang of trolls who guard the Golden Gate Bridge. Bogut is Australia's highest paid male athlete, already earning around $14 million a year. Australia's highest paid female athlete was unable to comment on the story before deadline, but she promised to get back to us right after her nightfield shift at Big W. Sacked Australian cricket coach Mickey Arthurs says the worst thing about the fallout from his sacking is that Captain Michael Clarke no longer SMSs him. Arthurs is quoted as saying, During the Trent Bridge test, we were texting each other every night. Clarke refused to respond, saying he's going through a lot of difficult emojis right now. And finally, in women's sport, women. And that's sport. Beck, we're back. G'day. I love this camp that we set up. I know, we're glamping. It's camper, the, camper than usual, this podcast. <laughs> um, we're still waiting. For, have you seen anyone yet? We're still waiting for 1D. I haven't no. seen anyone. I thought I saw one, but it was just a, a group of people walking into Cotton On because they work there. <laughs> um, I thought I saw some, but it was um, some lesbians on the way to the beat. On the way to the beat? Yeah. So, just for something different, my plate this week, I've got a plate, I've brought a plate, it's full of hate and anger and bile. So unusual. <laughs> it's it's rare, I know, but I'm very angry about something. Okay. 
And it's... Not Halloween? It's not Halloween. It's the new production of Company that they are looking to stage in New York. Now, if you haven't heard of Company, it's a a Stephen Sondheim musical. It is... uh, Sort of based around this sort of confirmed bachelor who who's dating three different people. Is he a homosexual? Well, we'll get oh, to that. Oh, spoiler! Yeah, and uh, it's about he's got all these friends who are all married couples, and they're all kind of asking him when you're going to settle down. Um, they did it a couple of years ago on Broadway where they all played the their own sort of instruments in the show. Oh, okay. Um, then they did it uh, like I think last year or the year before as well. Uh, a production that they filmed to screen in theatres, which starred um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris and Patti Lapone and, and John Cryer, Stephen Colbert, yeah. um, Christine Hendricks. Did you see that? Theaters. I saw it in the theatre. It was I was amazing. going to, but I forgot. It was incredible, and it, it's actually my favourite musical. Oh. So when I heard that they were going to fuck with it... Oh, dear. I got a bit angry. Mm-hmm. The is that why there's chunks of your hair missing? There's chunks of my hair missing, my <laughs> there's a, beautiful... There's a hole in the wall over there. hair. <laughs> uh, it looks, it's, it's really long at the moment. I like it. Let's talk about though. my hair. Okay. Um, let's talk about the show, and I'm yep. just going to read you something from the New York Times, and I, and I opened this on my computer, and I cried for 15 minutes. It says, The acclaimed composer Stephen Sondheim and the Tony Award-winning director John Tiffany from Once, uh, collaborating on a major revision of Mr. Sondheim's celebrated 1970 musical company. Uh, The biggest change in the new company would be the central character of Bobby, whereas he has always been a straight man struggling with commitment issues and multiple girlfriends, he has been reconceived by Mr. Tiffany as a gay man with commitment issues and multiple boyfriends. And some characters have had gender reversals. The character of Joanne, who sings Ladies of Lunch and was originally played by Elaine Stritch on Broadway, (laughs) is being replaced by Tony winner Alan Cumming. The thing about this is, Mm. do we have to have a gay version of everything now? Is it really fucking necessary when it's absolutely adding nothing to the story, nothing new to say. I mean, I haven't seen this production yet and I'm just going off what they're planned. And I, and I, I think I originally said a couple of days ago that I'll st- I'd still really want to see it. Mm. But the more I've thought about it, the less impressed and less looking forward to a production like this I but am. But is there musicals that do have gay main characters? Do they have to? Most musicals are gay enough. And I'm, I'm going to bring up this article I found. I think it's on Flavor Wire. This which is just is, you reading articles to, this to me about This is you reading it. articles to you. But I found this this morning. I thought he made a really good point. And he said, um, to place company in a more modern context with openly gay characters dealing with their commitment issues seems to take away from what made the show so nuanced and complicated. Now we have a new reason for Bobby's fear of a commitment. Because in the original show, obviously, he's dating three separate girls. He doesn't... Spoiler, he doesn't end up with any of any of them at the end. And he kind of seems uh, disappointed at first. He has a song called Being Alive, which is where he talks about maybe wanting to settle down. But then he kind of seems quite satisfied with himself at the end. Certainly in the production. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> certainly in the production I saw. And and you kind of think, I wonder why, is he a closeted gay? Like that's the thing that kind of uh, makes it okay. interesting. Is, is you're questioning why he has these commitment issues mm-hmm. and making him gay in this, it's sort of it's too taking that away from that. It's, it's, it's 
what what's the new reason for him not wanting to to commit? Because he's a dirty, filthy homosexual. And I mean, I have commitment issues myself. And of course, this is all hypothetical because I, I would have commitment sh- issues if anyone showed a vague interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was really disappointed by that this week um, And I, I don't think we need it Well, I guess we'll have to see what I wonder what son, whose idea it was Is it the Well, Tiffany? I think it's the director, John yeah. Tiffany It might be a smash hit that everyone loves It might love. be and I love Alan Cumming yeah. But Alan Cumming singing Ladies Who Lunch as a gay man um, Here's to the Ladies Who Lunch and I, it kind I don't of like, like that sneering, sneering gay rather than just a woman sneering at other women It kind of uh, Which you're all for. Yeah. You love women sneaking. I love, I love the sisterhood turning against <laughs> each other. But I don't really appreciate a gay man turning against women because that's already a bit of a stereotype. But unless he's like, and that's even worse if he's like calling himself a lady and other oh, gay men no, ladies, that would be the know. worst. That's like I hate for a long, long time um, Ellen and Portia, whenever they would be seen in magazines and stuff, they would be called gal pals. <laughs> I love that. No. Do you know what? When Ellen and Portia got married and they were on the cover of Who Weekly. You cried? I, no, but I, I don't really buy magazines or weekly magazines like that. But I wanted to see like the pictures of their wedding. Yeah. So I went into this service station. I was I was staying down at my sister's house and I was on the Gold Coast. I went into this service station and specifically bought Who for that. And they were on the cover and it was great. And I put the cover on there and the woman picked it up and scanned it and looked at it and went, ew. (gasps) (laughs) Anyway, we're best friends now, me and that woman. (laughs) I was like, I know, right? No, I didn't say that. My plate is more of a PSA. A what? It's a small plate. It's a small plate. It's like a tapas. But it's a warning plate. Okay. And it is about the... Sudden prevalence of a little drug called crocodile. Sorry, what? It's crocodile. Crocodile. What the fuck is crocodile? Well, it's it's been used in Russia. Um, Why are you speaking like a robot? Excuse me. You're I'm on crocodile. Time. That's the main oh, symptom. Okay. <laughs> the high is it makes you speak like a yeah. robot. I was just looking. I saw a picture and it's really disgusting. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So it's. It's a, it's basically a mix of codeine and yeah. they put stuff like petrol, paint thinners, petrol, yep, cleaning oil and alcohol, and then it's filtered and boiled and then what? injected. But where do I get it? <laughs> and be, it's so popular because it is incredibly delicious. cheap. Oh, d- cheap, yes, yes, and also delicious. Uh-huh. Um, it's like they've said that it's eight dollars a hit, which is ten times cheaper than heroin. Eight dollars a hit. So that means heroin, how long does a hit last? Very for? short amount of time. Oh, I don't like that. No, I don't feel like I'm getting my value for money exactly. for crocodile. But that means heroin is eighty dollars a hit. I don't know how much mm. drugs. How, are. how long does heroin last for? I've got no idea. Let's, I've let's, never tried. Let's put out a fact sheet for listeners of Bring a Plate. Like you know, like choice reviews, like the best microwave <laughs> um, ovens. Let's do a choice version of illicit drugs for bring a plate. And we'll be um, it, the question will be to get Value through an ep- for money. No, to get through an episode of bring a plate. <laughs> how, how much what heroin do you, do you need to do? Whenever I talk about heroin, I think about Mariah Carey's hero. When a hero, hero comes, comes along with the strength to carry on. 
Okay, so it's called Crocodile because, mm-hmm. um, well, it's incredibly addictive for a start, yeah. which crocodiles are. No. Um, and one of the side effects is that your skin can go black and green and scaly. What? And bits fall off. Where do I get it? And <laughs> you're just going to inject it only into your okay. lips. That's yeah. what you're going to do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been around in Russia for about 10 years and it started to um, pop up in the US. Okay. There's been a few cases. And they say that um, if you are a full-blown addict to it, your life expectancy is a year mm-hmm. because you will die from using it. Wow. It's full on. So, so an addict would be someone who uses it like multiple times a day? I suppose so. What and I'm saying is, Beck. What's the safe amount to use crocodile? <laughs> there are no safe. Okay, obviously. Look, here's yeah. a picture. I'm showing Peter a picture of someone's oh, hand. That's gross. You know what it looks like? It looks like mould on bread but on your hand. Yeah, and then your fingers will start to Oof, um, so fall gross. off. Do you know what I got out of my – I was cleaning for you before. Oh, sorry, obviously we're, in a, obviously we're in a tent. Yeah, you're sweeping I, up the tent. I was sweeping up the tent and I found in my cupboard in the tent – an old flatbread that had been there for at least a month and it, it looked like a crocodile hand. It was so gross. It just reminded me I'm going to vomit Why the now. fuck was there a flatbread in your cupboard? Because I like to eat flatbread. In the cupboard. You feel safe in there. What do you mean? I oh, I thought you meant it's in your clothes cupboard or something. No, it was in my cupboard, oh. food oh, cupboard. Oh, pantry. What, what do you call it? A you, pantry. I call it a food cupboard. <laughs> Pantry's much smaller, All I think, right. to say. So, yeah, um... Basically, I just wanted to bring this up. If anyone offers you crocodile, if you're out at a, a blue light disco, see see if it's for you. Number one, yes, try it. Try once. it once. See if it's for you. If you it can, is, do it often. You can spare eight dollars. Come on, guys. That's only two coffees a week. <laughs> for two coffees a week, you too you can, two have can have a recreational crocodile oh, problem. It's so horrible, though. It Don't is do horrible. It, Don't do it. And it, and if you do do it. Write to me and tell me about it. <laughs> and it's sad because all these things, you know, they it's just the cycle of poor people who blah, blah, blah. It's a circle of life. It's a circle of life. Um, anyway, I would never try this because of Anna's story. No, we've already discussed this. <laughs> I don't Is care. this going to be a reference on every episode yes. now, Anna's story? Anna's story had a big impact on me. She was a beautiful girl <laughs> who was going to be a hairdresser. Okay. Was well, she going to be a hairdresser? Yeah. Because she wasn't good at school. We do actually. That's one of the things. That, a hairdresser yeah, deficit. That's one of the things with the visas. If you one of the skills. Do you they, think I should be a hairdresser? Mm, so yeah, I don't really have. You know, I just wanted to bring that up. That's and okay, mate. Have people be aware. Well, thank you for the warning. Don't smile at a I'm crocodile. Defi- oh. Minute of silence <laughs> for that joke dying. Yes. There's no third person here to (laughs) validate my good jokes that you won't laugh at. But every time there's been a third person, they haven't laughed. Of course, they have. Um, Well, thank you so much for your warning. I'm not going to do Crocodile tonight. Wink. Um, (laughs) And we'll be right back. Bye. 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 Bye.
Hi, back. We're back. Hi. Hey, what's happening? Nothing. Did you hear that? Hey, what? The One Direction song that's just playing? No. What was it? Which one was it? Um, I I don't know any of their songs except that one. But I love that one a lot. Which that's one? why I'm here. The baby, you light up my world like a firework. Firework. I love that song. Do you? <laughs> I um. I love all their songs. So Katy Perry has the fireworks song, and they yep. have a fireworks song. What, who? One Direction. Oh, is that the Katy Perry one? I'm confused. Are Pop you, music. Are you a real fan? <laughs> yes. I write a lot of fan fiction yeah. about them. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I am. What? Get this it? week for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you recommended a movie to me called The Craft. Now, I was very excited to watch The Craft because... I don't know if you know this about me, but I love craft. I love scrapbooking. <laughs> I get wrapping paper. 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 I get wrapping paper and, and I paper. put it in my scrapbook and I put stickers on it. Like, And I got like the little soccer stickers if I'm into soccer and I put that on the page. And it's scrapbooking's a really good thing to do if you're an adult like me. I'm an adult and I love scrapbooking. How many um, Oprah scrapbooks <laughs> do you have? I don't have... I have an Oprah page in, in my TV um, fan scrapbook. Okay. <laughs> but The Craft is not about scrapbooking, disappointingly. No. Let's talk about what The Craft is about. But before we do that, I did want to read out, um, before I go and see any movie, I always check with this website called Movie Guide. Yep. Which is um, basically, if, if you want to watch a movie with your family, you go on there and you just... <laughs> Check it out to see what's in this movie. They tell you what's bad, like what your kids shouldn't see. It's really handy. Yeah, it's a really handy tool. Now, Mm -hmm. in the content of The Craft, Mm -hmm. they have this. They say, Occult worldview commending witchcraft with clearly defined false doctrines, ancient occult (laughs) teachings, new age artifacts and witchcraft, 31 obscenities and 10 profanities, extreme violence including man hit by car, man falling through window, woman struck by lightning, needle therapy, supernatural disfigurement, blood, furniture hits girl, (laughs) explosion in shop, slitting wrists, heart attack, Attempted suicide and other grotesquities, including snakes, rats, and gruesome insects attacking people. Kissing, seduction, implied oral sex, implied lesbianism and discussion of Wait, sex. what? No nudity, alcohol use, smoking and reference to drug use, and revenge themes. Lying, cheating, and many occult rituals and That activities. sounds fucking awesome. I read that and was like, yes. I'm not watching this with my family. Okay. I'm going to watch it by First myself. of all, what's the difference between obs- an obscenity and a profanity? Wouldn't we all like to know? <laughs> also, what is needle therapy? Needle therapy is Is that something to do with crocodile? Yeah. Also, what's the lesbianism in it? Are you fucking kidding me? Let's discuss. So, The Craft is from 1996. Great year. A great year if you were in year two, as I was at Shut the time. Shut your face. What are you in? Uni? In uni yet? <laughs> Um. Oh my God, you were, weren't no, I, you? No, I graduated in 1999. Okay, if you say Jesus. so. Now, The Craft is about a, a girl who moves with her father and her stepmother to California from San Francisco. 
But no, San Francisco's no. in California. Yes. Let's do that over. She moves to LA from San Francisco mm-hmm. and she starts at a new school and she falls in with the wrong crowd. The right crowd. I'd say the wrong crowd. You would be wrong. Now, the girl in this, what's her name? Robin Tunney. Robin Tunney. Is this the Kristen Stewart biopic? Because she looks exactly like Kristen Stewart and her life in this, I'm what sure, is, is Kristen Stewart's life. She does not look like Kristen Stewart. She does. She's a bait. I really Because she smiles occasionally. Kristen, don't start me on Kristen Stewart. She smiles all the time. Mm-hmm. Really um, smiley girl. Robin Tunney is also from Empire Records, mm-hmm. which she finished filming... Right before this started. Yes, and she was, I believe she was bald in Empire mm-hmm. Records and she has a wig in this. Yeah. And by the way, the wig's a Kristen Stewart wig. Now, Kristen Stewart, I, had she been born? I'm not sure, but that's who it is in this movie. No. Yeah. Um, anyway, you haven't seen Empire Records. No, I haven't. So you wouldn't know all about why Robin Tunney has a bald head. No, I don't. But you need to see that, so I'm just putting that out there. Is it um, something like a medical-related reason that's no. going to make me feel bad about it's myself a later bitch on? Okay, good. kind of thing. Um, and also, I hadn't seen this movie since probably late 90s. Mm-hmm. I remembered Nev Campbell in the Robin Tunney parts. I was surprised when I turned it yeah. on because I, I would have thought Nev Campbell would be the main I guess character. because it was like her first wide-release movie. Okay. But looking back, because Scream came out right after it, I, in my brain, was just like, oh, Nev Campbell's the star, not Robin Tunney. We should talk about what actually happens. Uh, But she moves to school, Robin Tunney. And And she looks 35 years old. She looks 35. Sounds 35. Uh Uh, 35-year-old Kristen Stewart. And she... She's trying to make friends. She, first of all, she there, there's a group of witches at the school and they're pointed out quite early on and I, I think it's by Breckenmeyer or someone oh. like that. Breckenmeyer playing Breckenmeyer. He plays the clueless guy does. but without the skateboard. Uh-huh. And he's like, those girls are witches. And they turn the camera around. It's like, what do you mean? Those girls all in black who look exactly like <laughs> witches? You're telling me they actually are. <laughs> Nev Campbell wears... Huge jackets and long sleeves because and she's, she's very hiding, shy. Nev Campbell's hiding like a Phantom of the Opera style disfigurement underneath those heavy jackets and coats. Oh, she, I feel bad for her in this movie. Christine, I am your angel of music. <laughs> <laughs> the scenery chewing um, character in this oh. is the... F- uh, f- is it Fruza Belk? Is that how you say it? Fryza Bork. I Fryza don't know. Fries and a milkshake. You know what I'm going to call her? Amanda Palmer because she looks exactly like her. You are insane. You are insane. She terrible. wears a leather ja- or leather or pleather jacket, so you yeah. know she's... And she's like full-on goth. Yeah. The rest of them, not so much, but she's like mascara, dripping. Robin Tunney I falls, to in Robin with a long, falls in with the wrong crowd. Uh they basically accept her into their coven of witches when they see her spinning a pencil and they're like, she's magic. She wasn't using her hands when she spun the no. pencil. She was using her mind, so it was yeah, pretty cool. Right. Um, but I just like that she was doing it in the classroom in class. and only one person noticed. It was like, bzz, like yeah. spinning all around on the table. And, and they, they want her to come into their coven because they say they need four people in their coven to... You would never be able to complete a coven. To do magic. You know what, what it is? They need four people that they're the opposite Destiny's Child. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they you, take Robin sorry. Tunney. 
they take Robin Tyler, they're like, you're in, you're in our gang now. Oh, and by the way, at this stage, she's also committed to going on a date with like the popular jock guy. Skeet Ulrich. Played by Skeet Ulrich. Who I think... Who's a real pee hound in this. He's disgusting. He's a real pee hound. And then he... Stop saying that. And then pee-hound. he um, is also in screen with Nev Campbell right after oh, this. Oh, good trivia. So... The group of lesbians slash witches take... They are not lesbians. Very clearly. Okay, mate. They take <laughs> uh, Robin Tunney to a Wiccan store, which, by the way, I wrote down last night before I realised it was a Wiccan store. I wrote down, they take her to dusk. <laughs> it's like doesn't a know home- a dusk store. It's a, it's a candles It's store. a candles homeware store. Yeah. And um, they basically sell what candles they sell, uh, witchcraft. It's Wiccan like the books. old. It's like the bookstore in Buffy. It's a cross between Dusk and Tree of Life. If it we're is. We're talking yeah. about the shopping center, which we are. Which we are. Um, Robin Tunney had also tried to commit suicide, which That's is why right. they moved. Because I guess her mum died in childbirth, and yes. then and then my yes. favorite moment of the whole movie is Nev Campbell sees a scar on her wrist and is like. You've got a scar on your wrist. And she's like, yeah, I tried to, like I sliced it, commit suicide. And Fryza Bork goes, sorry. (laughs) No, you know what Fryza Bork says? She's like, that's so punk rock. No, but she says sorry first in like a Canadian. And then she says. It's all revolting. The the whole handling of the suicide thing. Yeah, and Nev Campbell's like, you even did it the right way. I know, the right way. Obviously not. Do you think that scene could have been made nowadays? Like people would watch that scene and be like, no, people should not be allowed to watch that unless this movie is rated R. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. I know there's a but you're not supposed to talk about methods of suicide. I forgot how much people smoked, used to smoke in the movies because everyone in this movie smoked That's true. constantly. And Fariza Bork drinks as well. Her mother's an alcoholic. Fariza oh, Bork's really kind sad. of like this white trash. This white trash. She lives in a trailer park. Her mother is the most overacted yeah. person in this movie. She's like a Kristen <laughs> Wiig character playing drunk. She's like, you know, when Kristen Wiig plays Liza Minnelli? Yeah, she's like, like going, oh, uh, I'm a soul dizzy. What? She's like, Liza Minnelli turning on a lamp. That yeah. sketch. You seen this? <laughs> Remember this? <laughs> but yeah, so they, they go out. The first time they go out and sort of uh, hang with her, they walk through the mean streets of LA and pass all these homeless people. Mm-hmm. And Fraser Book's like, don't give them any money. These, like, there are so many red lights and warning signs for her not to be friends with these people. The way they treat fucking homeless people, the way they just treat her generally and her suicide attempt. All these red flags. And she's like, yep, fair enough. I suppose I, I've never had that experience of being a new kid at school and trying to make friends. But... Um, yeah, but you know, she's trying to fit in. She doesn't like the pretty popular no. girls. No. Racist, yeah, overly so racist girls. There, there's a token African American character in it. She is. She's the only African American character I saw in this movie. It's a very white But cast. they made that be- that's why. Okay, yeah, so th- she basically she suffers a great deal of racism in this movie. Her name's Rochelle. And um, suffers a great deal of racism, particularly at the hands of uh, Christine Taylor, who people will remember as Marsha from the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady sequel. I wrote, Marsha Brady is the mean racist girl. She looks 35. And her hair is incredible. (laughs) 
I don't know. All right. She's very racist. I don't. She's very listen, racist. I believe. Once, I believe the phrase she says to her is, um, "I don't, I don't like, like negroids." But earlier, and she describes her hair as nappy hair. Yeah. She she's talking to her friend and she says, while Rochelle can hear, mm-hmm. "There's a pubic hair in my brush." No, wait, that's just one of Rochelle's little nappy hairs. No. So, Peter, when I see or hear someone being racist, mm-hmm. I no longer see them as beautiful. That's why I didn't notice the hair. Oh, you are one of the great humanitarians. Of it. You it's know true. who you are? Are you related to Mother Teresa? I am a reincarnation oh, of her, actually. What um, a fucking load of shit. <laughs> anyway, before any real witchcraft goes down, uh, Robin Tunney's character goes on a date with Skeet Ulrich. Who you can tell is a date rapist in the first five seconds. You can. Um, he says to her on the date, he's describing her beauty, and in a, one of the most marvellous pieces of dialogue <laughs> I've heard, he says of her head, he, like, he, he, like, he compliments her head. He says, it's a good head, good for kissing, before leaning in for a pash. Which I'm going to try out. <laughs> You've got a good head. Oh, he's so gross in this movie. He is gross. Now, he, she, she says she wants to go home. She doesn't want to have sex with him. The next day at school, he does the classic thing of saying that oh, he fucked her. The classic, the old <laughs> the routine. Old, the old Peter Taggart. Oh, the old called. Peter Taggart routine <laughs> of saying he slept with someone when he didn't. And, and said she was bad as well. And he said she was bad. I find that hard to believe. She's very attractive. And he's like, leave me alone, (laughs) like to her at school. Nobody behaved like that at high school. Do you know anyone who was like that? From this, Robin Tunney's angry and the witches really get together and they decide to start getting revenge on all these people who have wronged them. Because they can sense that Robin Tunney has a lot of power. Yes. Somehow. So they, so, yeah, they get they, together, they have a sleepover. They have a sleepover. They do... Light as a feather, stiff as a board, yep. which I still do, but by myself privately in my bedroom. Um, you, um, um, but there is a fingering joke. There's a fingering joke, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, have I told you my fingering story? It's not a personal one, but I think I have. Okay, okay well, so the, the fingering story <laughs> oh, was... Um, this is going to make me straight. Yeah. These kids at the school, they went on athletics camp at my, at my high school. And, you um, didn't go? No, no, no. But I heard this story. And basically there was these rumours that one of the girl, uh, no, one of the boys had fingered one of the girls <sighs> in the back of the bus. In the back of <laughs> That's not that part of her body. <laughs> that, like, actually in the back of a bus. My mother is listening to this. <laughs> and, um, Don't do the finger action. <laughs> I was just... I was don't, I to don't. I know what it looks like. I don't need okay. an example. But the next... So there was all these rumours about how he fingered her in the back of the bus. And then the next day he came to school and he had three broken fingers. What? That's my favourite story. What had story. happened to him? I don't know. Oh. He did it wrong. <laughs> Let's get back to this okay. now. They do. They have a lot of sleepovers. <laughs> lot of well, that's what girl, teenage girls do. Do you think... 35-year-old girls. Uh-huh. Do you think this movie, like, inspired a lot of dumb teenage girls to do a lot of dumb shit at their sleepovers? 
Yeah, well, Light of, Light of the Feather was a huge oh, yeah. feature in Sleepovers. I think I remember my sister and her friends doing yeah. Light of um, So anyway, fine. they go out, they catch a bus. They do. Out to the middle of nowhere. Yep. And the iconic scene is yes. the bus driver saying... When they get off, they all turn and they for, space out they, for some reason. Yeah. They all get off, get off and then stand exactly a metre apart. Uh-huh. And he says, watch out for the weirdos out here. Yeah. And Fraser Book pulls down her sunnies, does a bit of CSI Miami yeah. action and says, and says Where we the, the weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was remember. great. Where the weirdos. Is yes. that what she says? Mister. Where the weirdos, mister. Yes. And then she puts on her sunglasses She has again, a great smile. Like David Caruso and like, yeah! yeah! Oh, yeah! <laughs> they all take this oath. Oh, I'm so bored with this already. It's like a um, they're, they're chanting like, Earth, fire. Earth, fire, It's like wind. Captain Planet. Earth, wind and fire they're but chanting. They're, <laughs> but Captain, they do the Captain Planet chant, but mm-hmm. heart doesn't get mentioned, which is the way it should be because it's the worst. Yep. Um, and then they... Put their blood in a cup of Ugh. wine, and I'm like, no, guys, hepatitis. Yeah, that could be Gross. really bad. It's really Fariza dangerous. definitely has some. She definitely has something going on yep. there. Let's go through the selfish things that they wish for. So, Robin Tunney uh, wants to get her revenge on Skeet, and Skeet, she Skeet. has a photo. Like, I don't know where she got a photo of him. It's not. I don't know. Never explained. She took a photo in the forest after they've met for a day and she went to get it developed. (laughs) Pack of 24. She would have had to have. Yeah. What do you think she took her other 23 (laughs) shots of? (laughs) She just did them all blank. Yeah, and just one of him. (laughs) They all wish for selfish, wish for, cast spells for selfish things. So basically Robin is saying she wants Skeet or Rick to fall in love with her so she can take the piss out of him essentially. Mm. Uh, I guess that's what happened. Like, that just happens naturally with me, but I've never cast a spell. But <laughs> Have people fall in love yeah. with you. But have you ever tried yeah. that? I love spell. Uh, yeah, it's, it works. It's always worked. <laughs> Nev Campbell does. She wants her she wants skin, her scars gone. Her scars gone. Uh-huh. Poor thing, because she. there's also a storyline. She goes to do this experimental procedure. Procedure. To scars. And the actress looked really familiar, but anyway. And... Uh, Rochelle wants Christine Taylor, a.k.a. Marsha Brady, to stop being awful to her. Um, and Fariza doesn't really – does she – She wants of, not to be white trash. She doesn't anymore. want to be white trash she wants trash to have money. Or, she wants to have yeah. money. So essentially what happens is all of those things come true. Skeet falls madly in love with Robin Tunney. And as an adult mm-hmm. – Watching because Nev Campbell does an experimental procedure, she goes back and because they've cast, she's cast the spell. All her bad skin comes off her back. Yep. So that poor scientist thinks that I know it works. Some marvelous <laughs> yes. discoveries. So she's like going back to the office and she's like, yeah. get applying for grants. I'd like, rather have watched her story. <laughs> that's to be exactly honest. what I said. I wanted to see her go home and like apply for all these grants and then try to recreate her miserable it. And it hasn't worked. Yeah. I would have loved that. Um, yeah, so Nev gets her experimental therapy and it actually works because magic. And Marsha Brady. Marsha Brady, all her hair falls, starts to but- fall out. <laughs> so where were we at? With Fariza, her awful, I assume, stepfather figure uh, yeah. is beating up her mother and he has some kind of heart. He has a heart attack. Heart attack. He has a heart attack. And they, he's basically left them a lot of money. He has a life insurance, insurance policy yeah. through the work. 
and they With, can move into a flash penthouse. It's one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, but it looks worth about two point seven. seven million. <laughs> but as guess, we all know, two point seven million like was worth like a hundred thousand dollars back yeah. in ninety-six. Um, the thing that they like worship is called Manon. But I like to think it's Manouf, the French Manouf. chef. Yeah, Minouf Fidel. Minouf. Minouf. Um, and so they, it's basically, Manu is everything. Uh-huh. It's like the bad and the good uh-huh. and the devil and mm-hmm. the blah, blah, blah. So they want to invoke his Manu. Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And Fariza does it successfully at a very long and boring session on the beach. And basically, uh, they wake up in the morning and Fariza's walking on water, of course. Yeah. She, yes. be, she starts to become a she bit of a crazy. psychopath. She, does, she can't handle the power. Mm-mm. Not like us. No. Because we're both very powerful. Very, we've got very Manu, powerful Manu spirits in us. We do. Um, this is when her scenery chewing starts ramping up. Yep. And she be- absolutely and she becomes, she becomes crazy. A fucking um, nightmare to watch. <laughs> so, um, Robin's storyline: Robin goes on a date on a date with Chris. She goes to talk to him because he's obsessed with her. Skeet Chris Ulrich. is Skeet Ulrich. Yep. Um, he attempts to sexually assault her. It's awful. It is. Awful, um, but she kicks him in the gonads. The gonads. She runs over to Rochelle's house, very scared. Basically, you shouldn't be using your powers for your own benefit. No. Is what we learn. Bad things come back to you threefold. Absolutely, and boy, do they! They do in this movie. <laughs> um, so she goes there. Fraser Bulk gets very angry at Chris, mm-hmm. even though. Then, because she used to date, or he did the same thing to her. Yeah, he said she was a dud root at school. Yeah, well, she probably was. Yeah, she and then like she, <laughs> so she goes to a party where that where he's there and uh-huh. he's very drunk, and yes. she tries to seduce him, yes. and he pushes her away. Yes. So then she does some witchcraft yes. and turns her head into Robin Tunney's head, and which he, is its own form of rape in itself. It is. He uh, goes along with it, but then Robin Tunney shows up because she doesn't want him. To get hurt, mm. even though he's a disgusting piece of shit. Yes. Anyway, Fraser Book goes insane. She goes insane and basically uh, pushes, him pushes him out with the her mind. With her mind, and he dies. And he dies. And then it's all pretty much downhill from there. Robin Tunney freaks out because someone's died. She goes home, and the three witches end up in her house, encouraging her to kill herself. Yeah. Another, you know, really delicate handling of the theme of suicide in this film. So it basically comes down to a powerful witch fight mm-hmm. between Fariza and Robin Tunney. And they also, Fariza tells her that her father and stepmother have died in a plane crash. Yes. Which, which is, is all just true. witchcraft. witchcraft. Witchy witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And... So then it's a witch-off. It's a witch-off. It is. We have a witch-off. <laughs> we have a witch-off, guys. Uh-huh. Um because and and two of the girls end up going home because they look in the mirror and they see themselves as well. Nev Campbell sees herself with terrible, disfiguring scars again. Yeah, even more this time mm. they're on her face, uh, and uh, Rochelle sees herself uh, with, with the sort top, of top no <laughs> Hamas superstar <laughs> uh, balding cut. Do you know what a good theme in this movie is that? The only thing that matters is how you look. Absolutely. <laughs> That's, what That's what I took from it. <laughs> it is. It's basically nothing bad can happen. Uh-huh. But if, if you look good. If you look good, you're fine. fine. I thought Nev Campbell's back scars were fine. 
she was really pretty. I would. I would. Oh, all right. <laughs> We've all been waiting for that <laughs> to see if you would. Robin Tunney defeats yeah. Farizer. She lies on the ground. <laughs> she lies on the ground and pretends to be invisible. And then she's there again and she pushes her into a mirror. And then bugs really come out good. of her face. Yeah. And, and there's all sorts of bugs and rats. Yeah, and I, I agree like with that, that um, preview before. You, I know. That I didn't like that bugs. part. Too many bugs. And at the end, <gasps> uh, Nev Campbell and Rochelle. Uh, Rochelle come back to Robin Tunney's house and like, we're sorry that we were like tried to kill you. Uh, yep. <laughs> and Rochelle's like, all right. No, well, they they want to hang out with her again because she, they think she still That's might right. have powers, and they but they Robin, obviously just want to get in because they want stuff. Yeah, they want stuff to benefit. And themselves then she again. says, no. And she says. Uh, careful. Careful, you know what happened to Nancy? Ooh, you don't want to end up like Nancy. You don't want to end up like Nancy. Cut to Nancy in some kind of mental hospital, strapped to the bed, Carrie, Carrie from Homeland style, and she's writhing around, and she looks like, like is it Linda Blair from yeah. The Exorcist? Got kind of scars all over her face. Giving the most overacted performance, <laughs> rivaling only her mother in this movie. <laughs> And uh, the end, basically. Oh, what and a classic. <laughs> you've got to be fucking kidding. If you see a weird-looking group of girls at school and think, I shouldn't hang out with them, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> and that's absolutely what you should take away, teen girls listening to a, a podcast with two elderly <laughs> gay people. <laughs> One, two, three, four, I won't take no anymore. Five, six, seven, eight, I want you to be my mate. One, two, three, four, you're the one that I adore. Five, six, seven, eight, don't run from me, cause this is fate. Breathe into my hands, I'll cut them like a glass to drink from. Beck. This podcast sees the triumphant return of a favourite segment of, I'm sure, thousands of people. It is the return of lesbian news. And I, myself, you have been critical of my reaction to lesbian news in the past, Mm -hmm. but I, myself, requested the return of lesbian news because... I need to know what's going on with lesbians. Are they having sex with men now? I don't know. I haven't been informed. What's <laughs> happening with lesbians? Well, I'm sure some of them are having sex with men. Yeah, that one from Big Brother for a start. Tully. Speaking of Tully, mm-hmm. her friend, Ruby Rose. Her friend, my friend. Yes. Your friend. My friend. Let's talk about okay. this. I made a joke on Twitter this week about the Arias and something about Tony Abbott. No, it was about, yeah, women not being Women not being nominated for Best Album. There was no women nominated for Best Album. Atrocious. And Tony, I said, Tony Abbott says it's fine because there were five women nominated for Best Female Artist. (laughs) And... It was a good joke. Ruby Rose... Who I... My (laughs) fiancé retweeted it. So I've officially taken a side in the Ruby Rose-Rebecca Shaw flame war that is going on. Um, so our rivalry is strong and true. It's, it's been strengthened this week. It certainly. has been strengthened. There's been fuel added to the fire. Usually it, 
nothing happens because she isn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. But this week she inadvertently got involved. Yeah. Anyway, Ruby Rose um, got into some trouble in the last couple of oh, weeks. Oh, really? Because with fans of Demi Lovato. Oh. Do you know her? Um, She's a Disney... Which one is she? Is she the one who dated Bieber or was that Selena Gomez? No, that's Selena Gomez. Uh, Demi Lovato is one of those other ones. She, is she Skyscraper? I, I know that What's song. That? Oh, she is on Glee at the moment, guest starring. Anyway, she got off Twitter. Well, she said she was going to get off Twitter and Instagram, not because of me or you. Oh, what? But because she said that because Demi Lovato naked pictures were released of her. Yes. And people were saying that um, Ruby Rose had something to do with it or something like that. And she what? said. I'm like the one person Demi has slept with that didn't sell on naked photos of her. Is Demi Lovato a lesbian? No. Well, who knows? But her fans were not happy with the implication that she might be. Which bloody Disney stars aren't lesbian? We've got Raven Simone. Now we've got Demi Lovato. Who next? (laughs) I don't know anymore. Uh, The Sweet Life with Cody and Zach, those two twins. (laughs) Cody and Zach. Is it Cody and Zach? Sweet Life of Cody and Zach. Zach? Mm. Anyway, Zach from Efron. Saved by the Bell. No. <laughs> uh, Definitely straight. So, yeah, she said she was getting off um, social media for a few days because people are attacking her for being a scorned ex-lover. Being a scorned lesbian. Yeah. So, I don't know. I saw a lot of the tweets, people tweeting mean stuff at her. It's because bad etiquette. It's bad form releasing nudie pictures of people. Though, well, I don't it? think Ruby Rose did, but she didn't need to, to say, say that, like, oh, I didn't. Everyone was like, no one was asking well, so if you did old? it. I feel like Demi Lovato's she's 18. twenty. I think she's 21. Are you sure? Yeah, I looked How it old up. is Ruby Rose? She must be 48. <laughs> she looks 48. I've had a... Leave Ruby alone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you've taken, you've taken Ruby Rose's side in Ruby Rose's <laughs> war against you. <laughs> yes. It all makes perfect sense mm-hmm. in my Good. world. Um, and the second bit of lesbian news is just, and it's also gay news kind of, Ugh. because the new season of American Horror Story has That's started. Right. American Why is Horror- this lesbian news? Uh, because Sarah Paulson is in is it. In it oh. And she plays a, mist- a headmistress. Oh, sexy. And yeah. I tweeted her inappropriately. Oh, no. <laughs> what did you say? I just said that... Sarah Paulson. Cane me, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson in American Horror Bend Story. Bend me over and cane me. As a mistress, uh-huh. someone's been reading my diaries. If I read that as Sarah Paulson, <laughs> I would vomit on myself <laughs> constantly she, and forever. We've had a Twitter interaction before. Yeah, she said one word to you. Yeah, it was ha, which is ha. makes me think that we but have she I thinks have you're funny. <laughs> yes. She's going to vote for you in raw. She retweeted me the other day. Okay. I what? said... Because I said that she was talking about um, the Fifty Shades of Grey casting and I said that Tilda Swinton should replace the guy and then I would watch it and she retweeted it, which means she's agreed. We're getting married. (laughs) She has a rivalry with me. Anyway, we're all Twitter lesbians. That's the thing. Me, Sarah, me, Ruby. You, me, you, Sarah Paulson, <laughs> Ruby Rose. You're the one who we're looks all most, Twitter lesbians. You're the one who looks most like Rachel Maddow. Thank you so much. Um, so, yes. And American Horror Story Coven has been described as fantasy football for gay men. By Julie, by Julie Klausner, Klausner, which I thought was classic. Yep. And I watched the first episode... And Sarah Paulson is in it. So Okay, good. <laughs> what a good review. Thank you. Overwhelmingly positive. Yes. A plus. Thank you so much for bringing back lesbian news. My pleasure. Let's handshake. <laughs> <laughs>
Mm, I'm a bit sweaty, palmed. <laughs> Mum's spaghetti. Do you like that strong hands- that handshake? That was sexy, isn't the it? limpest handshake I've ever experienced. For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It got on and flashed He did the mash He did the monster mash You're back up, you're back <laughs> We're eating candy <laughs> Halloween candy It's mm. all in theme <laughs> I told you I can't talk with this in my mouth. People love when you chew directly into a microphone. Mm-hmm. It's their favourite thing. I just swallowed it whole. Oh. No, I didn't. Are you talking about One Direction? <laughs> Do you reckon they'll come out soon? I mean, out of the, out of the building, out of the hotel. We're still outside the McCure, by the I way. I like the image of you unhinging your jaw and just swallowing Nile whole. I would not swallow it. Actually, I would because I hate Nile. He's the worst one. Beck. It's done for another week. Thank God. Everyone can go home. I've been Peter Taggart. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Peter Taggart, all one word. And I'm Rebecca Shaw, and I'm at Brock Snitch. Good one. Wait a sec. Do you see that? Oh, my God. <laughs> They're coming out. Oh, my God. Quick say, sing, sing your favourite 1D song. When ben, you're up, ben, let ben. you down, baby. Take a good ben, look around. I know it's not much, but it's okay. And keep, keep on moving all anyway. Love you, Leo.